You're listening to Wanderlusty, travel stories, tales, and lessons from some of our favorite people we've met abroad. In this episode, we get a little philosophical with our friend Pietro and discuss politics in the EU, America, and across the world, studying fine art and film, and the difficulty of being a vegetarian in Italy. Enjoy! Hello! Ooh, hi! Hello. Hi! How are you, London? <laughs> oh, Kim, you too. How are you? Oh, how are we? Yeah. Oh, um, honestly, today I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good to be alive. You know how it goes. <laughs> but it's so like kind of like gloomy and dark today, and I just want to be like super cozy and just like baby. Mm. So, in the grand scheme of life, good. Um, today. Good, honestly, good. But how you doing, Peter? What's up with you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, pretty fine. I mean, I mean, like, uh, I can't believe there's like a second wave coming, and I'm gonna be stuck home, like, like oh, for yeah. the like, yeah, other two months, I'm gonna like lose my fucking mind. I'm already oh. going a bit insane, but, but I mean, it's fine. You, Kim, stop laughing, Kim, and answer my question. <laughs> oh, the question. <laughs> How you feeling? Yo? What's up with you? I'm all, I'm all right. You know, a lot of things going on, but it's fine. Just one day at a time and all that. Yeah. Are you still going to Poland in like December or November? Yeah, yeah. I'm going at the end of November. So yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just a few weeks. In Poland. I'm excited to just like be somewhere new. I'm keeping an eye on everything they have going on. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, politically like, and stuff, but. Even so, yeah, I don't know, Peter. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on here, but <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a bit hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, this election. To... Like, I need to go. I was gonna go early vote today, but I have a, too much stuff going on, so it's not gonna get done today. Uh-huh. Um, and I can only vote in my county, like where my family lives. But I don't live here anymore, so it, it's just like a whole <laughs> thing. Like, someone's gonna have to come and pick me up. But oh. yeah, um, how's the whole, whole, huh? how's the situation going over there? Like the political like environment and stuff or like the COVID situation probably like I think I mean, okay, so yesterday I saw a news article that said that uh the US topped uh 60,000 cases again <laughs> for the first time <laughs> in August <laughs> and well, um, politically I just uh I, I don't know I just don't have any like strong inclination on what's about to happen with this election right i think i just don't have much trust in <laughs> what that that and what's happening is like all above the board and all kosher uh-huh. so it's just like i guess i'll go punch you know this little electronic machine and just hope for the best you know <laughs> for the yeah. best <laughs> like honestly it's just all up in the air, and it shouldn't have to be like this. I feel like so kind of politically withdrawn now because yeah. I remember doing like in March or so, like definitely while I was at school, like I was really just like politically involved. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. just like looking into here and there and different efforts to, you know, try mm-hmm. to change the system. But like since then, I have, especially with the whole situation with the pandemic and then just like seeing more and more expose stuff of all of our government it's just like yeah it's like (laughs) a rock in a hard place but you know what we gonna get through it because I think our generation is just so like between our gen well we like kind of on the weird cusp of like millennials and gen z but between these two generations I feel like 
it's definitely some type of progression towards change. Like we, it's yeah. although it doesn't seem super apparent, and it's like all this like negativity going on. Like we have made such great great strides since like the past. Like people yeah. literally used to mm-hmm. not get in trouble for like being bad people and they got it was just a norm to just be racist to be homophobic to be this that and the third but nowadays i think we speaking up a lot more and we just like no you actually not going to do that and like we gotta just nip that in the bud so i don't know i think it does take like a lot of local um political engagement though to get the change that we want want Mm -hmm. like ideally and like to actually see it sooner rather than later because expecting our like bs president options to like hold it down for us in our cities it's just like not realistic just not (laughs) realistic no but anyways that's my spiel for (laughs) how's italy peter what's the weather like (laughs) it's pretty shitty i mean we've had like storm for the past two weeks so i mean it's pretty bad but i mean yeah, I mean, it somehow, like, matches the mood of everyone, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, also for the past few weeks, like, you know, the situation got worse in Europe, um, yeah. and it's so weird, because, I mean, we in Germany were, for a moment, like, a short moment, like, the only ones pretty okay with the poor pandemic, you know, and people are like, people throughout the planet were like oh it is being so good like how do they do that and mm. after three days like the situation completely shifted world like mm. a drastically increase of of like uh contagions and stuff so it was really funny but mm. you know also a bit scary because i mean in like five days we like cases really exploded so you know mm-hmm. it's a bit and also like the usual stuff so for example um people don't give a fuck in southern italy but in northern italy they care so there is like a clash between like regions and it, it's, here's it's so peter's funny. return of the hatred of southern italy i forgot about that <laughs> i cannot it, wait no, to it, it's, it's really happening it's so really like <laughs> yesterday me and my mother we were watching the uh, television you know and we're talking about the situation in Naples. The reporter had a, like a mask and a microphone and everything. And she was saying that situation in Naples is quite critical. I mean, it's really bad. And she had like fireworks behind her. So someone was having a really huge party. And they, just, <laughs> oh, they, just, they were not giving a fuck. And they were like, they fully recorded it. And it was so ridiculous, you know. And it, it was like, <laughs> we, we just doomed to extinction. And like, yeah. Just go on, have your party. Like, I think fun. a lot of the world has just decided, you know, we're just gonna go on back to normal life. Um, we'll still talk about it, but we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna do anything else. That's it. My yeah, aunt, yeah. one of my friends, uh, she just moved to Korea. She's gonna, she's teaching there. Um, and she had to quarantine for two weeks upon arrival. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I know most countries in Europe aren't even doing that anymore. Like for me coming to Poland, there's no, uh, there's no you know there's no quarantine but i feel oh, like really? it should be from a from america but as long as i have like legitimate paperwork to be in the country they're like yep you're, you're good so I, was like, you <laughs> oh. should, I should be quarantining <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that like country for country i mean i think like for example if you were to travel to italy you'd, you'd have to like quarantine for two weeks i oh, think but yeah i don't know it's, it's so weird the whole situation because i mean every state every country actually is like 
adopting new rules and different rules. So uh -huh. I don't know. It, it's so weird and so confusing right now. It's very confusing. Know. Well, yeah. outside of the you know the big elephant in the room what else have you been you know up to i saw that you okay so are you doing screenplays or writing screenplays oh, now? yeah okay so i was writing it but then you know i still have the story in my head but like i don't know what tone i want to give the story i'm writing oh. so you know i was kind of writing it in a sort of ironic tone and kind of sort of dark funny or something like that mm -hmm. then i was like mm, do i want to do like a dark comedy or like something like heavy like a, a fucking brick and i was like i want to do a fucking brick so i'm probably gonna like destroy everything and then start over again to give a sort of like dramatic tone but yeah yeah i'm quite quite interested actually so I and that, and that's thank thank to you Kim. so Thank, Thank you. you. I gave very minimal help. I just remember you being like, can you help me write a screen or like give me some pointers on writing screenplays? And I was like, listen, I used Google and <laughs> I used other screenplays and that's how I learned. But, but um, I, I was, remember you were saying that you wanted to take your art and kind of animate that or put a story behind that. And I was like, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that would be so cool. But, you know, Right now, I, I honestly don't even know what to do because, I mean, I'm literally stuck in my home mm -hmm. and like, I don't really have instrument to do anything other than, like, paint or right. draw. So I'm going to do that for a while and maybe start to, to write again the script in, like, another tone. But, yeah, the, the idea was, like, the general idea was to um, even start writing something. Um, and it wasn't much about the suggestion you gave me, Kim. It was more like mm, the, the way you spoke about writing movies and screenplay you know and we're so inspiring and i'm uh, like oh, oh I, I never thought about that like i could uh, do that well so thanks cool. maybe i need to take my own advice because i definitely like put that on the back burner uh, <laughs> yes kev you be like invoking that like that writer's touch like i don't know what it is like, you really do just like i don't know yeah you definitely help bridge that gap between like like kind of these visions and like our head and just like oh yeah like writing is another way you can just like kind of express these like visuals yeah. in your head and stuff so mm -hmm. I love it and we I also am thankful so I'm just kind of hopping on that thank you train. <laughs> oh my gosh so what have or would you like to um share um any like little excerpts uh, well not excerpts but like little um plot points that you've been playing with uh, so the problem is again that i destroyed literally oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. i did to okay. reveal it again so I, I just have a sort of like a structure i want to follow which is sort of like the story but i mean it's it's like fluid you know so that i can change it whenever i want like adding or editing parts you know i, mean, I want to keep it that way I mean, sort of abstract, you know? That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you want to, like, um, well, of course, like, you, people write screenplays, but then, like, you have to actually, like, make the, um, you know, the the whole production. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the hard part, you know? <laughs> so I, I kind of got informed. And actually, I was um, getting informed on how to, like, attend um, a screenwriting school for the, for the MA. And... And I was kind of nice. thinking, about, yeah. And I was kind of thinking to <laughs> to, um, to France because they have a school where they literally teach you anything about filmmaking, like every mm -hmm. single part of it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool! Like I know absolutely nothing about it. So I mean, <laughs> it, it would be pretty cool to have a sort of like 
instruction, which is like complete. But something like that. Mm, that's legit. That sounds like hardcore, but I <laughs> I would love for you to, you know, take that route if you so feel um guided to. So hold up. You were also mentioning like art schools and stuff as well, like for yeah. fine art. So what Yeah, I know that you were Oh, sorry. No, go you go ahead, Kim. Well, I just, because I know that um, earlier this year, you were, um, like, you know, applying to art schools in England, mm-hmm. and I know you got into UCL in London, but I know, like, I guess, like, with the pandemic and everything going on, like, it's not um, straightforward, and with yeah. the, and with Brexit and all that, like, yeah. so does that mean for you to go to school in England, would you have to pay, like, international fees? Uh, no, because I'm already in the program, so I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, okay. For example, every single one of my friends, they were like, oh, yeah, I want to study, like, BMA in England, and now they're not thinking about that anymore because they, they'd have to pay, like, 30000 a year, which is ridiculous because, I mean, in Italy, it's like every kind of university is, like, 1000 a year. If you go to Germany, some are free. Mm-hmm. If you go to, like, uh, Belgium or Denmark, they're, like, really, really low-cost, like, you know, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for us Europeans to like go to study in England anymore. I mean, if you're if you're already there, like yeah, of course, finish the studies. But it doesn't really make sense. And I don't know. I mean, what a bummer! I yeah. felt like what made my experience in Newcastle so vibrant was all of the influx of students from you know different parts of Europe and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that, if that's that going to start to decrease, it's like what? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, it's funny because I mean, Brexit is going really shitty so i mean every week it's like worse and worse than the week before and we like fuck it like no deal like okay you, you want that we're gonna have that like fuck you oh. <laughs> it just sounds like so much cool. is there i wonder if there's an option just to be like never mind never mind <laughs> just like put everything back oh no I, but it, it's really like we were reading today Boris Johnson is like blaming the European Union for like not wanting a deal, and the European Union was like, "No, it's your fault." Yeah, you you yeah, didn't get you left, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wh- what were you expecting? Uh, they were like, "Yeah, exactly. we, we want we want a super normal deal. We want you to give access to uh, all the water we want. We we want to pay nothing for European things." Oh, they were like, "No, like no." <laughs> He's like, I, I just want what I want. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you can't do that with a whole country <laughs> under your belt. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> okay, so, okay, that's so then huh, Paris or Berlin instead, since the UK is out. Yeah, probably all, all, all Berlin or Paris. So, I mean, yeah. I um, love Berlin. Never been, but I love it. <laughs> okay. I would go to Berlin if I chose to like study fine art. I would go to Paris if I eventually choose to like study filmmaking. Because uh, I mean, f- French cinema is like pretty good in the European scene. So they did yeah, the, in the world on the world scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they kind of went off. <laughs> so um, that's the idea. Oh, and also about the UK, it's so funny because you read all these like super serious news, like. The UK situation with COVID is like getting worse and worse and Brexit is going really bad. And then you got these articles that are like, Boris Johnson is a bit depressed. His job is not good, doing great. His wife is leaving him. He's sad. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Like, what happened? 
No idea. She has. Um, what'd she say? Hold on one second. But what'd you say? Peter. Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm not at home. Oh no, you got where you at? I'm with I'm at my family's home. Oh. Um inside of a closet because I needed somewhere to go. Valid. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Making your own little space. Oh, and you, London, what, what are you going to do? Like, I know that you graduated, like, oh, some months ago. Yes, and I have to confess that after graduation, you know, life just gets kind of um, interesting. And you really just got to... <laughs> everything really just gathers into your own hands. So I'm not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right now, ideally, while I do have this platform to kind of... Um, be kind of sustained without like having to work at this moment i Mm -mm. am like really interested in like creating and like i just realized that i don't want to kind of mold myself into a corporate space that's like super duper structured Mm -mm. because i realized that like my best oh well it's a lot of realizations but um (laughs) (laughs) like my best um I just get the best feelings and feel most passionate, most involved in like creative work. And I spent a lot of this summer exploring like different creative routes. Uh, I tried mm-hmm. like starting up my sewing again, which I mean, I kind of delved into and then dipped out. But right now I'm really into um, just like content creating. Like right now we um, are on this podcast right now. And this is like a really delicious like outcome of just like kind of having a vision and with the help of Kimberly, of course, like this has just been a beautiful (laughs) process so far. And then also just like next up, you'll be seeing some YouTube videos because I'm really, I think I'm going to take the YouTube route because, um, and just like start from there. And then, you know, once I get my feet a little wet, you know, get that Mm -hmm. book that when I start getting monetized off of there, you know, then, um, Mm -hmm. You know, just like sustain myself initially, like that's kind of like an entry level job once you like first put your foot in the um, door of that, and then, Mm-mm. um, like of course expand myself and my cre- other creative roots and stuff, and hopefully sustain myself through, you know, just multiple, multiple ways of income, you know, a- in the long run. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's like the whole capitalism monetary side. But for real, for real, I think I've just been spending a lot of time just. Uh, on like self-care and self-love and building up my self-confidence which has been a big barrier in why I haven't really like felt super settled in like a career choice or stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah I think I've spent a delicious amount of time on that so I'm just ready to kind of delve into it and ready to just put myself out there and try to definitely work hard it's a day at a time for sure but um yeah that's my soliloquy on what's been going on with the life of London and I'm just definitely excited to even be here right now like this has just been like a vision like in my head and like now I'm like I get to like keep up with you Peter because I know I'm kind of like distant as well because I mean when you so like kind of into like trying to build up self like it's kind of easy to like just lose this I mean lose like track of like like communicating with people like you yeah, so yeah. this is like a beautiful platform for like me to make sure that I'm connecting with my loved ones and my friends and I just miss y'all it all the is, time actually. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping I can just yeah. mix my love with my career, and I love connecting <laughs> with people. I realized, um, and yeah, if I can sustain myself by like loving my people that I love, like that would be the ideal situation. But stay tuned, <laughs> we're working on it. So that's that. That's actually a pretty cool program. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I think that when you're like in your 20s and you're like taking life a day at a time, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. like when you can actually do that. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a blessing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so privileged right now to even like be able to have so much room to experiment and, you know, to try stuff and put it down and say, oh, I don't resonate with that. And just, you know, I can try something different. And it's definitely mm-hmm. a privilege to be in this space right now because it's a lot going on mm-hmm. in this world. But um yeah, I'm just glad to be here and glad to keep on exploring one day at a time. And yeah, mm-hmm. just keep on loving and trying again every single day. So, but who told us that 20s would be like this? Nobody, nobody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Actually, you're right. No, they said I feel being like an adult. More than, and I'm like, like pop culture, film and TV have just prepared me for realizing that my 20s are a tumultuous time and there's like heartbreak and there incredible experiences and stress and pain and so much love and so much joy like that I mean that's what life is in general but I think in your 20s it's like a little bit different because it's the first time that you're going through all this we were just kids I mean I guess you know to some people we still are so it's just you know Mm -mm. yeah sometimes I do still feel like my younger self and I'm like you know I gotta I can't. Well, like I can. I'm her, but um, I'm also 22, so we gotta hold it down, like <laughs> the 22 year old. But I don't know. Just trying to find that good balance between those two ages. Well, oh my gosh, I did not realize my kitty was in my room. So that's a fun thing that I just saw. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, 20s are difficult. You say you do feel prepared though. Me, you felt mm-hmm. like pop culture prepared you. Kim? I mean, or just in terms of like, yeah, like nothing so far that's happened has been surprising, if that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, like, of well, I mean, it has been pandemic, yeah. Difficult, or, you know, of course, there's like mm-hmm. family stuff. I don't know. I just, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like getting ahead of myself because obviously there could always be like more things. But I think also just the way my childhood and my teenage years, I went through kind of a lot and I definitely grew up faster than a lot of people my age mm-hmm. so maybe it's just that I'm already accustomed to what you know because I, I don't know I um yeah I think just even in terms of like I've been thinking about the process of like living on my own since I was like I don't know 16 mm-hmm. or something um mm-hmm. and what that would look like and the kind of responsibility I would have to take on and stuff like that so I've always been very of like focused or concerned with how I was gonna financially you know be able to support myself and all that um Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know I think the only thing that's changed now is that I'm like okay I'm gonna try and do all these things for like outside of America whereas before I was just like okay I'm definitely leaving Georgia but I just don't know where I'm going but um, Mm -hmm. now it's just like okay Mm -hmm. well in another country how do I do this the world mm -hmm. is your oyster my oyster Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that Huh? And Tim, how do you feel about like going to teach kids? I mean, how, like, so here's do you the... think you're gonna be like? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> mm. I was about to ask, like, do you kind of plan to do that for a long time, or is it just like an experiment to see how you like 
how's life in Europe or like how's it teaching? And then I kind of see how what's like what's gonna happen like kind of like a day at a time. Right. Um, so I definitely don't I know I, I don't want to teach kids. I don't want to teach little kids. My preferred age <laughs> would be, you know, 14 or to like 17 or something like high school age and i know in poland yeah when you start growing up then you're like a bit yeah, exactly mature, yeah. and i know in poland they go to high school up until like 19 i think so it's just like even like a mm. you know just even a bit more <laughs> mature i guess <laughs> but um i mean i don't mind obviously teaching younger kids but i think i just want to be able and you, of course you can have intelligent conversations with younger kids and you know, mm-hmm. j- their age doesn't mean that they aren't capable of expressing themselves in abstract ways. But mm-hmm. I just, um, especially with being, you know, a black woman kind of in a Central European country where I know that a lot of those kids probably have never had um, like a black woman as a teacher before. <laughs> I just think it would be really interesting to come into their lives when they're, you know, teenagers. You're going to be amazing. I hope You're so. You're going to shake something <laughs> up. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so but, that would be interesting. But I definitely... When it comes to, because I know I want to get my master's, and whether or not mm-hmm. I get my master's in education and continue teaching, or if I get it in literature and then go the university route, that'll depend on, mm-hmm. I guess, like what the world's looking like in the next few years. Okay. Because I know, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. A, in America, a lot of people my age, people are like, "Don't get your master's; it's not worth the money. You're not gonna get I paid." Like you know, and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's because, like in in America, it's like. 40,000 a year so you're like mm, I don't know is it, is it gonna work, be worth exactly, it like, yeah. but I think in Europe people are like uh, you're gonna study for like three years it's like a thousand a year like exactly well, you, I think master's programs in Europe are like a year whereas in America it's like two or three and I was like what do you mean I can get this in a year of course I'll do that <laughs> so I've been really looking at a lot well mostly places in England um just mm. but I mean I don't know I guess I could also explore going to uni outside of England as well but um mm-hmm. I think it's just like the language barrier is what like yeah, yeah. yeah and you know it's particularly hard in a couple of countries like for example in France which has really good schools and but you need to know French mm-hmm. otherwise you you don't really go anywhere or mm-hmm. for example in Germany I think a lot of schools are like the obligation of German language it's a bit like a pain in the ass but I mean Mm, I don't know. Like for example, I'm I'm already taking French lessons so that I can like kind of overcome the the language barrier. So I mean, it can be pretty cool. Mm, yeah. And also, if you kind of search for them, there are always schools accepting people with only English. So I mean, you you're kind of lucky with the English language. Oh, so. definitely. English is why I'm even <laughs> able to go to Poland right now. Like it's just so. I was like, <laughs> okay, it's such a privilege to have been born in a country that for some reason well not for some reason we know why english mm. is uh, like don't <laughs> okay, the world. Period. <laughs> but, um, yeah uh yeah i mean i'm lucky in that aspect um i remember peter we were talking about um this was months ago like back in january maybe wow. um but i was talking about mm. like maybe going to taiwan or going to asia to, oh to yeah Paris. yeah yeah i remember that yeah but, I, I also remember you Saying that China was pretty cool, but you didn't know whether you wanted to go there again or not, because I mean it was a bit weird. And then the pandemic broke, and you were like, "I'm not going to China again." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I feel like I yeah. still go. I'm kind of wild. I'm like, yo, I had a bomb time, man. It was lit. it was great, but I'm just afraid that like 
I don't know. I don't think China's doing well. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I feel like everybody low key wilding. Like exactly. That's what I was gonna say. And China's a beautiful place. I had a lovely time there. Um, it was amazing. If I if I go if I live anywhere else in Asia, I'll definitely go back and visit. I still have my visa. It's valid yes, until twenty twenty seven. So. <laughs> oh, so you should use that. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe like in a couple years or something. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Big vibes. I want to go some mm. other places in Asia, though. Definitely, of course, Japan. I want to see what Korea, South Korea is like. Even North Korea. I'm curious. What is that? <laughs> um, uh, I watch a lot of documentaries there, but. I don't know. I feel like I want to be. I don't know. In order, like we we were talking about on like a previous podcast of just how when we travel, just the experience of being with locals mm-hmm. and all that is really the most enriching experience. And I just don't know how accessible mm-hmm. that'll be in North Korea. They gonna in, like, be like, yeah. All the things I read about North Korea, are like if you if you know from North Korea and then you go there, they're gonna let you see only what they want you exactly. to see, and they're gonna like change the place so that you're not going to be disappointed or like disgusted so i mean like it's like what i'm what i'm seeing is actually like real or was it made up just for me right exactly. now and then usually it's something completely different uh i don't know and also i think i'd be quite scared because i mean if you're a foreigner uh, i think you're constantly under so under surveillance and uh, you you always have like agents controlling you if i have yeah correctly. those like tour guides <laughs> i've seen a few documentaries and it's just like yeah, I don't. It's not the way I want to travel, so I think it's a no yeah. for me. <laughs> oh, they on my neck. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, the regulations they have on that. Mm. But if they didn't have all of that going on, I'm like, I'm on 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 this country. I mean, on this country's land. <laughs> Peter, have you been able to do um, any traveling this summer? Ooh. Absolutely no. Because oh. um, I mean. <laughs> I really wanted to, but, you know, the situation in Europe during the summer was, like, really unstable for the majority of the time. Uh, we had a sort of um, relatively quiet time uh, between mid-August and the first two weeks of September. And things were, like, going really well, uh, particularly, like, in Italy. We had, like, a couple of hundred cases a day. It was really, really low. And so life was practically... Uh, the way it was before the pandemic like you had to wear masks obviously but it was more or less normal and then like everything like changed overnight and we were like oh fuck here we go again and also it was really annoying because i mean a lot of people actually traveled like to spain or france and then they all came back uh, in mid-september and they created a new wave of coronavirus cases so we were like why do you do that? Like, <laughs> you knew, oh, no. you knew there was this possibility, and there were so many, so many people coming back, and were like uh, with COVID, and you're like, ah, fuck, oh, why? I'm, I'm gonna be stuck at home for you, but I mean, it's fine. I, I can understand them because I mean, you know, uh, staying always in your like, not much in your country, but like in places you know, like for example, uh, for me, it's my hometown, and the city is surrounding it. It's so claustrophobic after a bit, and you're like, oh, I just want to go away. Like, even yeah. for a week or two days, uh, just something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's season mm. at home. Mm. 
Are you still in the like the guest wing or whatever you call it? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> You're like, why would I be? He's like, I need space now. You need. Do your parents still like make dinner and stuff all the time? What I mean, yeah. Yes, I love it, it. It's, it's just it's so weird because I mean, I was like, I came back and I was like, okay, I've been living by myself for the past like six months. You know, I can cook food I want to mm-hmm. eat. I can do the stuff I want to do. And they're like, no, you live with us. You're going to do the things we tell you to do. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I need to leave. I need to find a flat. But it's not the right moment. So I'm going to be right. here for at least another four months. So, but, I mean, it's fine. Going back into it. And can I ask you something? Like, with the Black Lives Matter movement, the, how is it going? Because, I mean, we in Europe haven't had much in the past, like, months, if not more. Um, honestly, in the grand scheme of the movement, I haven't been um that updated or what's been going on. I'm not really on social media that often, mm-hmm. um, besides YouTube.com, and that's just my spiral hole. So, um, but beyond <laughs> that, I know that even between uh, my best friend and I, we actually have been in cahoots with some uh, organizers out in Cambridge, Maryland, where her family is located. Mm. So um, we, you know, are trying to, you know, do our own kind of like thing within um, activism. I'm not sure if it'll directly be um, linked to like BLM, but I know that they uh, previously were uh, organizers for Black Lives Matter movement protests out in Cambridge, Maryland. So um, yeah, we're working alongside them also with our own uh, efforts to just bring awareness to black history, black queer history and things of that nature. Um, yeah. So just trying mm-hmm. to take it into our own hands, but I'm really curious about what the grand scheme of um, like the American public is doing in regards to BLM. I feel like we've definitely quieted down a lot, which is unfortunate because after the, um, the case of like Brianna Taylor's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, murderers, aka the police officers mm-hmm. who like shot her um, with no like, yeah, for no reason, pretty much. Um, like they were all like pretty much let off, um, except for like one who like got in trouble for shooting um, into the other apartment that was adjacent to uh, Breonna Taylor. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that caused a lot of hype and, um, you know, it was a lot of protests surrounding that and, you know, the other deaths that Mm -hmm. happened along this year. But um, since then, it has just died down significantly, even after that verdict was Mm -hmm. found out, which was pretty recently. So, um, yeah, I haven't heard too much, but I haven't also been on social media. So, Kim, do you know anything that's going on? I'm probably not the best, because, I don't know, I definitely at the beginning of the summer, um, and even prior to that, I think just living in Atlanta is very hard to not be politically active or like you know very aware in some way um you know Atlanta's very queer and very black so that's just like always at the forefront I think of the city's Mm -hmm. identity well I guess I say that but then I feel like depending on who you talk to they're like huh queer black Atlanta (laughs) but for me anyway and going to Georgia State that's what it is but um I don't know I've kind of spent the summer because I know very quickly it's just like mainstream media and the world really piggybacked and capitalized on the Black Lives Matter movement and just like the ideas and like kind of a lot of the narrative I've been kind of 
listening to a lot of podcasts and watching videos of, you know, professors and writers and thinkers who uh, are kind of like not against that narrative, but who kind of offer very valid and truthful, you know, factual mm-hmm. things that kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of explicate why maybe the the common narrative that, you know, is the, you know, the dogma right now Mm -mm. might not just, you know, so I don't know, I'm just, I'm a little bit not uh, participating in the like whole, I don't know, I feel like a lot of what's going on is very performative. Mm -hmm. And so I've just like quieted down because I'm just like not trying to be a part of that. But um, Mm -hmm. I do worry that though, because we've like swung so much in this like other direction of people like trying to like fiercely be like anti-racist that like people Mm -hmm. are like, I don't know, think like I remember seeing like there's an episode of community where um <laughs> uh where Chang is like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and he like puts this like black paint all over his body and he's like this like disgusting elfin creature or something. But people mm. were like upset about that and I was like, that's because <laughs> they're like, it's blackface, and I was like, it's literally not. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> so I feel like the pendulum is swung in a direction where it's just like mm-hmm. It feels very Orwellian, and I hate when people say that, but it does in the way that, like, I don't know. I saw some people upset because, you know, there's lots of things going on um, in mm-hmm. Africa with uh, SARS. Not, like, a virus, yeah, yeah. but I think it's, like, a like a policing sort of thing. Um, and yeah, people are, like, Beyonce's real quiet. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> so, I'm like, people, I mean, if celebrities speak too much, we're, like, you, we don't want to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, to the point where it's, like, you need to be saying this. You need, and I'm, like, why? why? What is them adding there? And I understand that, like, yeah, it gives, it, like, amplifies the movement and, like, you know, gives it a bigger platform. But it's also just, like, I don't know. Now we police when people don't say enough. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you have no idea what people are doing behind mm-hmm. the scenes. It's just, it's just, mm-hmm. like, a weird kind of a thought police in like a different sort of way I don't know I just yeah. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in the way that things are going I'm not gonna lie but I've just kind of yeah. my social media presence like I just don't um yeah I don't know it, I, it's nice to see a lot of people doing good work and like a lot of my friends are people you know who like are you know doing organizations and helping mm-hmm. you know disabled queer people like get funding and just like things like that and that's that's like incredible so I'm really happy that throughout you know there's been like a space kind of carved for uh people to you know receive aid and things like that when they need Mm -hmm. it but um yeah I do worry a little bit just like the next generation as well because uh I just fear that people you know 15 16 year olds are going to think activism is just like posting Mm -hmm. an infographic like you know and it's just yeah 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 yeah. it's a bit scary I mean you know there was um an article I read like a couple of weeks ago maybe a bit more that um, lately, uh, people are creating this uh, calling out culture when you're constantly calling out people yeah. for minor mistakes. And it's so annoying. And it, it's completely real. Oh, like, so you say something slightly, slightly, I, I, don't, really, I don't know. But Politically. You say something that might be, yeah, might be seen as provocative, even just a tiny little bit. Or like, um, I don't know. And you just get shit, <laughs> like, it's. I don't know. I don't even know how yeah. to say that. No, I but... don't. I completely get what you mean. You get settled, yeah. honestly. They don't care for you no more after that. They just. But it's just like <laughs> even it's like you can there. I don't know if you guys watch ContraPoints on YouTube, but she does no. a really, really great job of. I don't know, just deep diving into so many aspects of, uh, you know, pop culture. Ooh. Um, but no. I really, really recommend. But she has a video on cancel culture, and it's just great because she just like takes. 
explains how we take you know somebody can make a statement or something and it goes mm. through this process of being like abstracted and like their statement is turned into like some sort of idea mm. and then the mm. idea is like warped and it's just like becomes like a statement about who they are as a person or something like that even though it's just like one you know but it's just like cancel culture is wrapped up in this kind of like hive mentality of not being able to like see finer details and like analyze things and just kind of like taking i don't know it's it's i don't know it makes me just want to be completely rid of social media in general and that's the like ordinarily i do like my little purge every year anyway but the only reason why i haven't done that this year is because you know after studying abroad i met so many people and the only way i can talk Big to them thing. is through social media so, yeah you know i'm still yeah. on there same thing like i i completely got rid of everything until like um 40 minutes ago when you told me oh we're gonna send the things on instagram and i, <laughs> and I sometimes like installing back for like a couple of hours and then i'm like i, I don't need this i mean it's so exactly, like yeah. pointless and you see all these people like doing stupid things or calling out other people or more bad news which you know they're never enough exactly. <laughs> and like why do i need this guy just i'm gonna watch my like television for a couple of minutes i'm gonna see everything bad that's happening around the world and i'm gonna be fine i'm not gonna see stupid people having parties without masks and getting covid and then saying we need to put on masks now <laughs> uh, me at the party with the mask yeah. that, <laughs> that actually that things actually happen i mean i was like at this um sort of political reunion in my hometown of this um left movement sort of movement i mean it's it shouldn't be that but it, it is apparently um of young people uh against the far right movement that it's right now it's not as powerful as it was like a year ago but like it's yeah you it's would scare me powerful. when you talked about politics in italy <laughs> yeah I, I was really scared too but during the pandemic like the situation changed so much because like far right movement in italy is like falling down and it, it's so good to like see it because i mean mm-hmm. while like for example the actual the prime minister right now and everyone which is like um a left-wing politician is doing a great job here but right-wing politicians are doing are doing a really shitty job like during the pandemic one of them was like we should reopen churches so that people can pray to like, oh, make COVID go away. And people were like, no, no, we're not oh. going to do that. And he, like, he lost so many points in, like, uh, in the polls, and he was so good. I mean, they're really falling down. And I was like, oh, yeah, we are left, we are left this again. Yeah. <laughs> the way you talk about but, it is so funny. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's also sometimes like you hear them talking and saying things and you start you ask what you said you said like is it superficial or is it actually do they actually actually think about what they say i mean like for example this um left movement i was like hearing this gathering in my hometown and like saying the usual stuff like wear a mask we are not going to be uh, taken by the far right we are going to resist yeah yeah blah blah but they give no solution they, they just say yeah this is wrong we're right and then it, they don't they don't say anything else they're like but why are you right what why are they wrong like yeah. what do you think about See, that they're like we're right period <laughs> yes they plan on them i like i don't know they yes yeah, wondering i feel like we've also come to well at least i've come to this conclusion with politics over here that like 
yeah, like, okay, the leftists and this, but what solutions are they bringing to the table? Because I know so far up until, like, I I just recently, like, kind of learned about, like, identity politics and, like, how kind of, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, the left here, like, our Democratic, liberal side and stuff, like, really plays into identity politics, which kind of makes them less accountable for, like, playing into them like it's really weird like kind of like how they kind of expect to get like the black vote so yeah um mm-hmm. and like kind of you know huge joe biden's uh, racist uh <laughs> if you don't vote for me I you ain't like, black hey, how dare yeah. you sir <laughs> well, biden we are trying so hard we are giving it every day <laughs> And you got the nerve to say, like, just shut up. Just shut up. Like, that's, a, that's also, a, like, I just don't get why they just speak out their neck. Like, it just yeah. don't make no sense. And, like, no offense, but they are more old. The, these politicians a little bit up there. So I'm just, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with old people because I'm not ages, y'all. But um, <laughs> I just got to say that but, it's not... It's not, it becomes irrelevant. No offense, but the way they live is irrelevant to the way that we live in there. Exactly. Mm-mm. When we look at, I saw this, well, I should have verified this. Just because I saw it on Instagram doesn't mean it's true. Vibes but um, like that. It, was like, it was It was saying like the median age, I can't remember the exact age, but it was like the median age of Congress. It's well past retirement age, I think. They got to retire. Right. Yeah. And then, but it's like the median age of like the average American is like, like 30 years younger than that <laughs> i was like so you mean to tell me our representation mm. is like double our age triple in our case because we're in our 20s but it's just it's nothing it's nothing against you mm-hmm. age-wise but it's just like listen you like, decades out the, the workforce world right, man. so much decades out the yeah. workforce yeah. technically and like yeah. the cost of living has only raised while like and they don't know that because they're so insulated the way that they live <laughs> The our taxpayer dollars that like fund they their you know, like they don't they don't live know. in Latina, the fact that. that the fact that Americans like six hundred dollars a week was like keeping the economy afloat and that they just don't really understand that they're like what they don't they're not eating all the they can they just what? get like, food just and it's like huh like <laughs> why is it your chef just making it it's like, like the, the problem cake like uh, it's really on some yes. French Revolution type like. Y'all wilding. Like, what? What? I'm like, like, and oh my God, there's so many troubles just uh, trying to just navigate like these different like layers of society. And like, I can only imagine those who don't have like as much support. It's really easy to fall through the cracks, you know, if you can't get through to this office or whatever on this date or whatever. Like, it's just too much. And they gave out the one. $1,200 $1,200 and say good luck. Which I never oh got. <laughs> and many people did not get their $1,200 and it's... Yeah, my roommate didn't oh my either. <laughs> Just little stuff like that. It's like, mm, y'all all playing us like a fiddle. Like Somebody just said the left is like the right and the lace front and I'm like, okay, that's actually the truth. <laughs> I mean, truly, because even when it comes to the things that the that you'd associate with the left, you know, free college, healthcare, all that. When you talk to Biden about it, mm. he's just like, you know, look over there. Like it's just, you know, he's not addressing. Like it. I'm about to pluck it. you to bring you back to this conversation. Like no, 
sir. I said free college. <laughs> and just even how Peter, you were just mentioning like all these places with like free to like no like little tuition across Europe. It's like yeah. wow, a privilege, a delicious privilege. I even Samuel, I remember him being like, I'm low-key like getting paid to like be here. And I'm like, yo, Samuel, uh-uh. you like, <laughs> you getting money to go to school? Like he was holding it down. And I would like to elaborate with that with him um further on that later. But anyways yes i'm just like wow living these different continental lives is just like so weird Mm -hmm. but so interesting Mm -hmm. like right yeah that's why i i love being able to travel and meet people because it's just like tell me about what's going on (laughs) over there yeah peter pretty much like when are we coming over there Yes, you were supposed to host us. It's not your fault okay, that this geez. pandemic happened. So yeah, yeah. Views, like, yeah. I mean, as soon as the pandemic is over, like, like, you can actually come whenever you want. I mean, when the pandemic is over, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to, like, get so wasted oh, yes! every single day. It's, like, so mad. <laughs> I mean, I need it. Like, I did it only once during this, like, past six what? months. It's, like, during that, that, like, month of, like, good cases. We had, like, 100 cases a day, and, like, at the end of August, I went to a club. It was like so good. I mean, it was like, uh, yeah. And then throw back to Newcastle when we had to oh, drag yeah. you out. And I, when I'd be like, Peter, you're getting drunk tonight. You'd be like, No, I'm not. I would love to see that. That was, that was peer pressure. I, I want to underline that. That was pure peer, peer pressure. pressure. Um, like no. And okay. Also, I'm pretty sure that, for example, Emily is gonna get wasted every single night. Regardless of the pandemic, I'm sure of that. Well, she lives with she lives with her uh, like with her best friend. That's how they I'm trying to yes. in a house together. So. Yeah, they're gonna get super wasted. So I mean, yeah. She told me she told me that the police have been called on them a couple times. <laughs> this was like a month ago, a couple months ago, and I was like, Emily, school hasn't started. What are you guys doing? <laughs> living there. Yes, the phone trying to be. Especially if you're living with your girls. Exactly. You know, y'all locked in like exactly. Well, turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Peter, I'll be I'll oh be there gosh. next summer. Um that makes maybe no even cool, sooner. Actually. Whenever if I can whenever No, y'all let me know, please. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> when you you're gonna be in Poland, you're gonna be in Europe, it's gonna be so much easier to see each other or like simply to travel across countries. Definitely. I mean it's gonna be so cool. And I think my visa allows me to enter into all EU countries, Whoa. so I should be yeah, good. Yeah. You should be good for like, if you change country, you should you should be good for like three months. So, man, that'd be cool. That's so legit. <laughs> in the summer in Italy, oh, I just want to melt. Right, I just want to be on my bike. Like, <laughs> oh please, my god! Please. <laughs> Is there places I can be barefoot and have my feet just like in nature? Like I'm just. Ready for that whole experience? <laughs> he like, all right, you gonna come here and get with? Doing <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the food. Mm. Excited about the food. <laughs> You're vegetarian. Team. We you can't eat anything. Literally anything. I know. I was about to say. Oh. <laughs> you were like, "You're vegetarian." Oh, <laughs> just look that in the bed. Yeah, I mean, oh. I was kind of thinking that because I mean. I became a vegetarian like a, a month oh. ago, and I was like, "Jesus, I can't." Really? Yeah. Oh. Because um, I mean, my, how's it going? I mean, it's not bad, but you know, if you go to like a typical re- Italian restaurant, you're like, hmm, I can eat only two things. 
Jesus. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, it's cool. I mean, it's absolutely normal because, I mean, in Italy, we have a lot of, like, uh, plantations of everything, literally everything. So, I mean, we have fruit, we have fresh fruit or fresh vegetables any time of the year. So, I mean, pretty cool. I love that you call it a plantation. Do you mean a farm? Yeah. No, no. Um, they're, like, enormous camps. I don't know how to call them. Yeah. That's so fun. Sometimes you say words or like you translate them from Italian. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really afraid. Plantation has a different connotation in America. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know. Uh, yeah, I realize that now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the literal translation would be that. So I was like, mm, it's going to be cool. No, it's not. But, but yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, I, I don't think I could, like, became vegan. That's too much. Yeah, <laughs> too much. I agree. London knows about that vegan life. Yeah, no, I've been there, done that, and then one year I just said, freak it, I want Halloween candy, so I let it go. <laughs> it was a wrap. Halloween candy? Not even something like scrumptious? No, actually, Halloween. it started off with me having, I think, a desire for a Danish. I think that's where it started. It went from wow. Danish, and then it was also October, so I was like, freak it, I guess we doing this. And then and then Thanksgiving was next month. <laughs> I was just going to so say that Thanksgiving was, was there, so... Yep. And that was my <laughs> ending of my three-year veganism. But I feel like vegetarianism is pretty chill. Because we don't need to be eating mm-hmm. meat like yep. that anyways. Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah, Dairy, I'm not going to lie. I know but, that tears um... this body up, so... We got yeah. to let it go as a society. They said most people are lactose intolerant anyway, like because we're not supposed to be yeah. doing that. And I'm like, okay, you got me there. Which reminds mm-hmm. me, okay, random, random, yeah. random. But yesterday after dinner, I was on the phone <laughs> and the person I was talking to reminded me that like I have a huge sweet tooth compared to them. And then they mentioned ice cream. And I remembered, oh, I got ice cream in the freezer. And guess what? I didn't even get to it last night. And I'm mad. Sorry. I just had to put that in. <laughs> and but that's exactly what I'm about to get into after this. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm thank so you. happy for you. I, I, I'm, I'm really so, happy for you. <laughs> thank you for your support. Cookies what and cream. Is it? <laughs> oh, do you? I remember those nights where I'd be like, or we just oh my randomly have Tesco runs. That was so cool. Honestly, oh my gosh, Peter! Yes, we would do our late night Tesco. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was that was so cool. Like living down, <laughs> having a supermarket down. It took me two months to get used to not having Tesco oh. down my house. I was like, I want an ice cream. I'm gonna get it. And no, I'm not. But yeah, and that was that was really that was cool. Such a and it was, it was actually cool. The whole thing of like getting stoned and then at three in the morning going there super high and then buying. Like ridiculous food, like super red biscuits, or like literally like two kilos of chocolate, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yes, I love that." Because sometimes we would like divide and conquer, or one of us would be like, "Oh, actually, I want this random thing." (laughs) (laughs) We just like all meet up at the two. And then most of the time we yes. went to our room. It wasn't even like we continued to socialize. It was like good night. I had to probably eat that because I'm like, exactly. (laughs) Nobody can witness that. is to take me back oh my god that is just warming my heart also 
Also, we really need to to bake other edibles again. We we really have to because I mean, Peter, they only work for you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not fair. I mean, that that really isn't fair. Uh, I mean, tell London about your experience. Oh, you you would know that. Oh, it was so.、What? I mean, it wasn't really cool. I mean, it was kind of like scary. But I mean, looking back on it, I was like, oh, it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> not that.、Um, was it your first time? Uh, Ooh. yeah. And like we started eating the edibles, you know. And Eric was like, "They're not working." And Kim was like, "No, they're not." And so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have another one." And then they just kept eating them and eating them and eating them. And it actually, you you keep saying that they didn't work, but like after thirty minutes, we were we were all staring at the table, and we did for like no way, yeah, yeah. We we were all staring at the table for like thirty minutes, and Eric had like. Glowing red eyes,、oh、and he was like, "They're not working." <laughs> not working. <laughs> <laughs> I want the time back. And then I started having hallucinations. I mean, I was like staring at the table, obviously, and then I started feeling like something coming, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to my room." And I think it took me like ten minutes to reach my room because I mean, the the hallway was, the hallway was like、oh、moving, and I was like,、God. "Oh." And, and you're so brave to want to go went, alone. Like if you felt like something was coming, <laughs> I would have been like, "Y'all hold me down." <laughs> But go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I went to my room and then I laughed hysterically for two hours and a half, like for no reason, and without breaks or anything. I just I kept laughing and laughing and laughing. I love and those <laughs> then I had like I had like twenty、uh, minutes of. Completely blackout. Like I, I don't remember anything. And、uh, I woke up. I was in a cinema watching The Emperor's New Groove, and and the cinema was so weird. I mean, it was like a theater,、oh. you know. <laughs> and I could see all the seats in、mm-hmm. front of me. And and you know, after a while, I was like, Why am I in a cinema watching The Emperor's New Groove? I mean, <laughs> the movie is it's like, <laughs> it's like twenty years old. Yeah, like like this is old. Why, why am I here? Where am I? And but whatever, and that after a while I realized like I could stretch my arms and touch the screen, and I was like, "Whoa, I have superpower!" <laughs> yeah, and, and I kept being super hyped by the whole. Oh yeah, I'm a superhero、oh, now, and I was almost I was almost choosing a superhero name when I realized that I wasn't in a cinema. I was in my room watching a movie on my laptop. <laughs> And I could touch the screen because the laptop was literally one、wow. meter from me. And, <laughs> and the seat, the seats I was seeing were actually like the buttons、mm-hmm. on the laptop. And I was like, "Oh Jesus!" That's so funny. <laughs> and, but, yeah, and it lasted like two hours. Like I realized that after two hours, I was like stretching my arms and be like, "Yeah, whoa!" <laughs> and then, like after twenty minutes of completely blackout, and then. I had like heavy hallucinations. I, I like I was convinced that like my laptop and my mobile and televisions they were all like gates to another dimension, and it was really that was really abstract as a face. You said that the other. They were like gates to、oh. another dimension, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I was like touching my laptop, and being like, open, open, <laughs> open. Uh, oh, obviously, Take me、working. to that portal. <laughs> you know, there were portals. Yeah, and then I fell asleep for like three hours. I woke up at like two in the morning, and I was really, really, really、mm. high. And 
I still? Yeah, I was still really high, but but without without hallucinations. So I mean, was I was quite mm -hmm. human, um, but I was really mm -hmm. big. And I, I went at Tesco, obviously, <laughs> and I I took a lot of things. Then I got out of Tesco, and one of the guys was like following me and screaming, and I was like not understanding. And basically, I forgot to pay because I mean, I forgot that when you go to the market, you need to pay. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I was so high. I was like smiling and laughing and with glowing red eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds <laughs> like. Hold on, my bed. What else happened? Oh, nothing after that. Like I ate everything, and then I went to sleep. I woke up after like ten hours. So yeah, that's it. I mean, it's quite a lot if you consider that. That was like the first time I ate edibles, and I was like, shit, is it like that every time? And then I went to Eric and Kim, and they were like, nothing happened. What are you talking about? And I was like, I understood for like. Yeah, we were. He was like, I was hallucinating. Oh we were like, that's <laughs> all we felt was like a mild, like, tingle. Like, oh my gosh, that sounds intense. The way the brain works, though, how you thought you were in a like theater, yes, like that's how it be. Like, you get kind of sucked into your environment, like, in the weirdest way. That's like, it yeah. reminds me of, like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of my first time, like hitting the um you know one of those and I was uh in Canada my very first time ever and oh my gosh we just went to a park lit up yo and then we went to um a Wendy's and I had just almost had like a panic attack because I was too lit to talk to the lady at the front oh yeah first off the whole world just looked like it was sideways so like slanted and it was just really weird just existing at that time but then I almost had a panic attack because I couldn't talk to the cashier at the Wendy's and it was like 1am I'm like no nah, she gonna know I'm lit so I looked at my phone and I just got lost in my phone it was the weirdest thing like definitely portal vibe but Peter your um you sounded like you went through the gates of <laughs> you said he had red eyes and they were just all staring and nobody realized yeah. that is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean I mean looking back on it it's funny, but I mean living it, I mean it was quite scary. I'm mean, I, I Generally, when I realized I wasn't in a cinema, I was like, oh my God, I'm not in a cinema. Like, this is my room. Yes. What's happening? And then nothing. <laughs> like, 20 minutes of nothing. And then, like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah let's go on. The brain is so <laughs> um, but... oh. <laughs> So what I you're saying it. is you want to do it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing. You know, in the, the question you gave me, it was written, one of the questions was like, where do you want to go to live? What's like your ideal place where you want to like have a life? What's your yeah. place you want to go uh, with? Wow. I mean, where do you want to go? That's super wow, sweet. Wow, thank you for turning that back on us. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Great question. Um, okay, T. Somewhere with number you know. one. Which is basically <laughs> everywhere about America, I think. So, anyway, about America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my final answer. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have any um, ideal, like, Mm, but like ideal I guess but it's multiple I really am just more into like the travel like oh just like a taste of this and moving on and a taste of this and moving mm -hmm. on for right now but 
Yeah, definitely in regards to like healthcare, you know, well being of people. I'm really interested in like like the Scandinavian countries, like um mm-hmm. or even somewhere a lot warmer, because I know that I feel like I thrive in warm weather. So probably like even some countries within um the continent of Africa, probably like Ghana or South Africa or something, because um I know a couple people have uh just told me about the livelihoods there and just like how it's pretty similar to here and I'm like oh yeah that might be the vibe of this life but who knows there's so many options but what about you Kim any particular places that you like all right that is me um no we're specific I mean I was really tied to mm-hmm. the idea of going to Taiwan for a while um but I ultimately decided against that for now because I, I just I know i I'd, go that would be like in the distant future with a family or something because i won't i don't want to be alone very much so i I wouldn't do that but um i think yeah like yeah or even like vietnam i think <laughs> vietnam is like a little bit more chaotic um not politically or anything but just like the, the day-to-day Them scooters. The scooters oh. and all that it's just a lot for me um <laughs> um but yeah i don't know Maybe I think somewhere warm definitely is. Uh, that's a that's Please. very you know true. But I love the to trench dude. Like trench coat, mm-hmm. You know some boots. But then it's like okay, yeah. I could be wearing a skirt, or I could be showing my legs, or I could just not feel like absolute heck. You could still <sighs> do that in cold weather. No. It's just you yeah. want to. I don't, and I'm like I'm here now because I don't have no style choices. <laughs> I feel. Like- I, I was I keep telling myself like if I go back to Newcastle for a night out like because I did there were a few nights um where I just like didn't do my coat because Emily would make fun of me and so yeah. I'd be like okay I, that that was ridiculous I, I spoke with my old English teacher uh-huh. and he's like from Cambridge I think and he said yeah I've been to Newcastle once once and people were like so weird I was wearing a jacket and people were making fun of me but it was really cold and, and I just I, I didn't understand I was like yeah me too it happened to me too <laughs> they had and, a bit yeah, <laughs> apparently people were like that even like 20 years ago they were like ha 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 you're wearing a jacket ha ha loser <laughs> people in the northeast are yeah. something else like okay we get it you guys are you're born like okay you can keep <laughs> it I'm out like I'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I succumb to the peer pressure. You held that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember one once we went out, and you were like not wearing. You were like wearing just a dress, and you were like, "I'm cold, but we're in Newcastle. I'm gonna be like one new, like people from the New Northeast." And you were like, yep. "Yeah, I'm cold, but it's fine." And you were like, "No, it's not fine. I'm cold." Uh, it was like that for the whole night. I mean, it's so funny. That's how you know I was drunk because I kept going through these cycles being like, I'm cold. No, it's all right. Like, once we were in the club, it was fine though. Peter, I remember that night because you left us early. So Aww. Emily and I just stayed. Yeah. I-, I told you from the very beginning, I was like, I'm tired. And Emily was like, You're lame. Come with us. I was like, Okay, okay fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I-, I resisted as much as I could. And I was like, After like, Midnight or like 1 p.m. I was like, okay, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, like goodbye. Enjoy your call. Yeah, I remember we were changing. We were going to a different bar, and you're like, uh, we're like, where should we go? And you're like, I'm going home. <laughs> you're like, I'm <laughs> done. I've had my evening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> go ahead. My bad. Um. Oh, and the other question I wanted to ask you, which is always in the question, it's it's like it was something like, what do you think about traveling and particularly for the both of you, like, 
do you think the European experience like changed the way you see the world? And I think for Kim, it's pretty like clear. I mean, I, I think like something snapped, and you're like, okay, yeah. And but something snapped. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, London, like, and actually for the both of you, like, what what changed? Do you see the world in a different way? Oh, can you do? Do you like the TikTok? Oh, okay. I was about to say, take it away, um, London. Let me see. Oh, well, I feel like, hmm, I would have to think about the specifics right quick, but I definitely, like, see the world differently. And it's really, like, just being put on the spot right now, it's really, I'm curious as to what my mindset was like before compared to now. Mm-hmm. I think I really just kind of, even just, like, felt more comfortable in, like, my, like, I don't know because like just connecting with all these people around the world like that is just Mm -hmm. that was the biggest part of it for me just like all the connections and they were so meaningful I think I was so starved of that in America and I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it until I was there and I was like oh my god like it's just so many people I've met where I feel like this is a person I never want to, I just, I, you just enjoy their company. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the conversations. I learned so much about them and myself and the part of the world they come from. And it's just, I know you guys know, like I really, or I guess maybe you don't cause you didn't know me prior to the uh... castle, but I think I really just kind of like blossomed over there and became a very social kind of butterfly. And I've always like considered myself an introvert or like kind of quiet unless mm-hmm. I, you know, have a long time to get to know people but in Newcastle I was like yes I just met you come to my house next week for a dinner party like you know like I just it was a very different version of Kim and I really do mm-hmm. just want that to be mm-hmm. who I am all the time and obviously I could like do that mm-hmm. here but I can't because you know I've been mm-hmm. here for months and like haven't really mm-hmm. been able to do that obviously the mm-hmm. pandemic like changed things but I just think there's a freedom in moving to a different part of the yeah. world where nobody knows you yeah. you know you don't know anybody and you just have to start over and I just I, I think it's changed, I don't know, just like the capacity for me mm-hmm. realizing that, yeah, I can do mm-hmm. that. And so can anybody. Well, mm, I don't know, because I know for some people, because there were many times, or there was like one time in particular, I remember where I was really homesick, and I was like, I'm leaving, and <laughs> I don't want to be here. But I knew I wasn't going to book a ticket. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I wasn't going to But <sighs> I felt that everything yeah. was well I mean, said. Mm-mm. My bad. Go ahead, Peter. <laughs> no, I mean... I think, I mean, that's, that was more or less exactly the same thing. I mean, I always consider myself sort of introverted, you know. And, you know, being Italy, you know, there's this, there is this stereotype of Italians being really open and, like, really happy and funny and all constantly uh, partying and stuff, which is, you know, it, it's always mm-hmm. a stereotype, yeah. But it's more or less true. So I've always been, like, a sort of glitch mm. in the matrix, you know. And... And I went to Newcastle mm-hmm. and I discovered that people there were much, 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 much more like shy than I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even that bad. And because people were not talking to me, I was like, I need to be the one who Initiate. talks to people. Yes. Who, like, yeah, the one starting things. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to do that. And also there's always the, the really cool stuff of, um, the thing you said, Kim, of going to a place where nobody mm, knows you. I think it's not. I think mm-hmm. it's not much about like you can start over again. It's not much about like starting everything mm-hmm. over again. It's simply you can evolve in a way 
you might not be able to do when you're like surrounded by people who know you. It's like I mean, unquestioning evolution. Yeah, like nobody definitely. can question who you were from then to compare to who you are now. Yeah, like, exactly. Ah, yes. I'm sorry, I'm listening. It's just yeah. so beautiful how y'all are like wording it because it's like, these are my feelings. I feel all of this. <laughs> and I think that's a, a reason when I say like the meaningful connections because it's just like, coming home I realized like when I talked to some of my friends and it's just like oh my god like you can I can right. only talk about it so much yeah. you have to experience it and I've met so many people who you know we shared mm-hmm. this experience together so it's just like yeah, yeah. I get you like you know and yeah that, that's the most beautiful yeah, aspect honestly, of it honestly. the other thing was like when when we were there you know and you like separated from everyone you know you actually find out who cares about mm-hmm. you and the way they care about you like for example you know mm-hmm. uh, you remember that i spoke to alice my, that, that friend of mine like every three or four days yeah Aluche. yeah and i mean yeah. it just let you see actually what do people think about you and what do you think mm-hmm. about them i mean you start to consider everything about your life in a new light and and that's not even just about that you just realize that human connection is actually a pretty fucking important part well, of human life bad. i mean it's yeah. the most important part. Like, <laughs> and for example, like I came back here, and yeah, obviously my friends like Alicia, they were like exactly as they were before. But like with a couple of friends of mine, they, they didn't even call me for a whole wow. year when I was there. And I was like, yeah, now just I'm over here know, like, like I can't even say wow because I'll be the one who probably not <laughs> calling, but it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> yeah, and like you you just start questioning people mm. around you and but not in a sort of judgmental yeah. way you know simply in a, in a sort of more mature light you're like okay this is different yeah. from what i thought and maybe i should look at this in a different mm. way from a different point of view and also yeah the whole thing that you could like evolve in a way that was so unique when you don't know people mm. around you and for the past months i felt like i'm fucking trapped in a hometown in my hometown sorry that it's like as big as a fucking neighbor and it's so small and there's nothing nothing ever happens and i know everyone like it's so small you literally Aww. know everyone by sight they're like ah, jesus <laughs> you're all identical you're not growing up you're not doing yeah. anything ah. nothing is private and... for real for real yeah but then like that um. yeah can you see in the world can't go back and like yeah that was just <laughs> my bad really delicious I think I kind of intercepted right there <laughs> was just like kind of like the idea of like in that small town like you know with everybody kind of knowing or having like this preconceived idea of you like when you go out mm-hmm. and go to a different country on your own and stuff you can kind of like just tap into the you that is there that is in that moment and mm-hmm. it's just re- really like yeah. takes off all exactly. that kind of i don't know it'd be kind of yes okay that's yeah that. expectations oh. <laughs> that was deliciously said but okay <laughs> y'all what y'all about to get into on this beautiful friday mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You know, uh, eating, mm-hmm. getting ready, heading to this memorial. Yes, that's going to um, be yeah. an experience. And we are here with you to support you, Kim. I love you. And mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. Yeah, I want you to know that. 
Anyways, mm-hmm. always to Thank you. Yeah, what you thinking what of, are you guys Peter? getting into? Mm, I mean, eating. <laughs> probably, like, <laughs> oh, always. Always. Um, <laughs> painting, probably. I mean, you know, next week I'm going to start university wow. and I don't even know what's going to happen. And I'm like, I feel guilty. I'm, should I paint or draw more than I do usually? And I'm like, oh, okay, like, do that. Or don't do that. Watch a movie. <laughs> so the first two weeks have been like <laughs> I don't know what to do I like I literally don't know what to do like I wake up and I'm like I don't have university for like another couple of weeks I could paint but I don't like paint, painting at home you like I don't have the materials I don't mm-hmm. have the space uh, it's just so demotivating and you're like yeah. ah. also one of the cool things about studying art is that you're surrounded by people who are usually quite inspiring inspiring or mm-hmm. stimulating but being constantly by yourself when you're like in this at my age when you're like 20 and you need contact with other people to sort of create a style or an mm-hmm. idea of art or what's behind it what what do people think about it what do they not mm-hmm. think about it and you just you don't because i mean you're by yourself in your you house you don't have those references painting. pretty much yeah and also, yeah. there's always the problem that basically days are melting together. And like yes. one day means nothing. Yo, <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but you got to find a meaning in every single day. Like it's really yeah. a process. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I felt that my bad. I'm like, oh yeah, like finding your purpose day in, day out. I'll be waking up like, okay, London, today is going to be a good day because I got to put that into the energy sphere because it's really easy for the days to just be like one after the other but anyways today how I'm gonna shake up my day and not make it melt into <laughs> melt into the weekend where I do nothing but um I'm actually going to first start off with some ice cream but then I'm supposed to be helping my friend move um into her new place and nice. then my sister is also moving into a new place so I'll be helping her move as well but um yeah i think that is all for today everybody it was so nice speaking with y'all and yeah it was nice hearing you bad like again yeah but all right listeners we will tune in next time with our next guest thank you so much thank you again peter you have been a blessing thank you thank you you too all right but we'll talk soon i love your thoughts okay anyways (laughs) bye (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.